Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Welcome back. It's been pretty interesting, I think, over the past few months, few weeks. And one of the things I really wanted to talk about was uh, how badly the bond market is doing. Um, bond prices are down pretty significantly just over the past, oh, probably eight to nine months. Looking at some of the really large, oh, by the way, before I get into this, I have to apologize. I'm going to be talking a lot today about just economic environment, why bond prices are dropping, why interest rates are uh, probably um, actually going higher sooner than later. I know I've been talking about how they, they, they're not going to raise interest rates a lot. and I don't think that's going to happen. and They may not even have to anymore, but we'll get into that and uh, where they, I see the uh, opportunities there. What what can you do to take advantage of, of the current situation? Uh, what can you do to stop the bleeding? I, you know, about 40% of portfolios, retirement portfolios are in bonds. And so when you have 40%, you know, the average holdings around 40% across the country, mine's lighter than that, by the way, we'll talk about that a little bit later too, but the typical average is 40% and it's down over the past nine months that, you know, that, it's really hurting your returns. So there's some, you have a couple of options there that we'll talk about a little bit later. As far as the stock market goes, we'll be talking about that as well. Just the underlying economic uh, currents that are, that are winding through the economy right now. I think there's a lot of opportunity here if your outlook is long enough into the future. And I think it's really positive, extremely. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well. And uh, for the, fourth or it's the fourth for the third section of today's show well i'll actually go through some individual stocks for you because I've, I've been getting more and more 
um, people that were calling in saying, hey, you know, you used to talk about individual stocks a lot. And I will. I'm going to go back. We'll, we'll look at some of the stuff that's moving right now. Um, I just ran a scan. Uh, I'm uh, pre-recording this, by the way. So but this is during the day. And there are about 44 stocks that have already come up on a scan. That's pretty healthy. That's actually more than I've seen in quite a while. So that's good. We'll uh, go through some of those and just kind of try to notice the ones that seem to have a lot of momentum going for them. If you uh, um, have any questions for me, feel free to go to my website. And that's another thing we'll be talking about today's show. There's some, uh, um, you know, everybody makes, let me stop for a minute and just backtrack a little bit. My industry, they love to make you think that you're not doing everything right. And I think that's, it just creates stress and anxiety because I'm telling you, Retirement income planning is not nearly as difficult as these magazines would lead you to believe. And they write all this stuff. And most of it's just a waste of time <laughs> to read it. So we'll talk about what you really need to pay attention to. And uh, I'm going to try and keep this as simple as possible. And uh, I would invite you, if you have questions on this stuff, you know, feel free to go to my website. Uh, send us a uh, an email or call me, 330-664-0700. And I have a lot of people have a lot of questions, and uh, it's one of the things that we try to do really a good job of at Bullington Capital, and that's answering questions. A lot of times they don't even have to do with investing, and but they might be somewhat related. If it's a, a tax question, I'll have to... I can tell you what I what I believe to be true, but you have to go to a certified tax professional to actually make sure of that. We don't uh, we're not tax preparers, and that's another topic for our show. Who who all do you need in your financial life? You know, if you're going to be um, successfully, or I, I should say, financially secure, what kind of people do you need? And uh, that's an, another topic for another segment at some point in time. So, whoops. Sorry about that. Anyway, so I was coming back to the economy um, and basically uh, interest rates. Uh, interest rates are a big part of the economy. When interest rates go up, it's harder for people who are just on the verge of qualifying for a loan to qualify for that. When interest rates go up and the payment goes up, you know there are there's the ratio that the banks use to determine how much income you have versus how much they're willing to lend you. And uh, it's based on the amount of payment they think you can afford to pay out of whatever you earn. And so when interest rates go up, the payment goes up, which means fewer people are going to qualify for loans. And that's, a, uh, that's just a part of the, uh, the process. When interest rates go up, the cost of refinancing um, payroll. A lot of a lot of firms borrow money just to make payroll while they're waiting on the money for the products that they've sold or the services that they've sold to come in. So you've got these short-term cash cash flows that uh, are interest-bearing, and when interest rates go up, that cuts into the company's profit. So as it cuts into their profits, they uh, are going to do one of two things: they're either going to try to cut back, or they're going to try to raise prices. In a lot of cases, they do both. So both of those things don't sound super appealing. I don't like to, to think that prices are going to continue to go up, but they will. But uh, And I hate to think that 
the companies that I'm investing in uh, are eroding their profit margins by not trying to keep up with inflation um, because you can't do that forever. You can't keep get, just giving stuff away. You, you might be able to cut back, and this is probably a good time uh, to be looking at what you're doing to see if, if there may be an area where you can cut back, but which is really bizarre because thinking about cutting back when you can't even get employees to walk in the door to begin with, that's a, uh, that's a little nuts. <laughs> so anyway, there's a lot, there's just a lot going on. And, uh, but for the most part, I think it's pretty good. GDP growth, the growth rate has been awesome. The unemployment rate has never been this low. The, uh, it's been setting records now for a couple of years. And uh, so, so that's a good thing. What I really like seeing is that people are starting to talk about, when I say people, I'm talking about people in the government, are starting to talk about the big infrastructure rebuild that needs to be done in this country. It, it has to be done. The, uh, there, I don't see a whole lot of people talking about what's going, going to be going on in the rebuilding of the infrastructure. When they're talking about that, it's the biggest part in my mind is the grid, how we get electricity. That is changing so fast. I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling. And we're going to have to use everything. We'll literally have to use everything. This whole conflict in, in Russia. You know why Russia has so much power? They have a lot of natural gas and a lot of oil, and a lot of European countries are dependent upon it. But there aren't a whole lot of other industries that they are superior in. Uh, they've got a very advanced military, that's for sure. But And there aren't really even that many people. And when you think about it, though, the, uh, so they've got an advanced military. They've got... an uh, an arsenal of nuclear weapons that could wipe out the entire world more than once. So do we, by the way. But the um, so that that's a problem. And what's what's a bigger problem is that they don't really have, or at least the reputation, uh, they don't have a lot of industries that you'd recognize and say, oh yeah, that that that's a Russian company and it's done very well. The uh, like say like in America you have Tesla, or in America you have Walmart, or you have Target. Well, they don't have that. Their economy is is not very strong, and it's a, not a good um, not a good place to be. It, it's, you're, their back is constantly up against the wall because they've got very few things that they can sell to the rest of the world, or the, the rest of the world wants to use that um, um, you know could help their economy out. So anyway, that that's what makes them very dangerous. By the way, because they're desperate, and uh, so I've been watching that closely um hopefully they'll become they'll be able to have some resolution that's that's not violent but um anyway there's the uh, there's always that risk incidentally that that's always been there and you know people talk about it a lot different times of uh throughout times and uh, uh and i don't think it's going to be a, well i'm hoping it's not going to be a big problem i think hopefully cooler heads will prevail but in the realm of all possibilities, I guess all things are possible. What would happen? Um, the stock market would probably go down. Uh, I don't. Will it stay down? Probably not. The uh, how long is it going to go down and stay down? Nobody knows. You know, that's one of the biggest problems. And um, anyway, I've, I had started this show talking about uh, started this show out by talking about the interest rates. I think it's really interesting. The ten-year Treasury is at one point nine eight percent right now. So that's the highest it's been in quite a while. And uh, actually, in, in a, yeah. 
So it bottomed out at 0.568, I guess in 2020. So now here we are at 2022, and it's all the way up to uh, 1.9, so almost 2%. That's pretty interesting. Uh, the interest rates have gone up more than a full percentage point, but the Fed hasn't raised interest rates. The Fed has done nothing. They, they have talked about raising interest rates, and this is what happens. The portfolio managers and investors aren't waiting for the interest rates to go up. They're selling now. See, when you sell a bond and the bond goes down, I'll, I'll give you a quick example. Let's say you got a bond that's $1,000 and it's paying 5%. That's 50 bucks. Okay, so I just want to keep the math simple. $1,000 bond at 5%. Let's say, keep it even simpler. Let's say you could buy a $100 bond. Somebody had a $100 bond. Normally they're 1000 bucks. But just say somebody's selling $100 bonds out there and they're paying 5%. Well, that's 5 bucks. Okay. If the bond price drops down to $50, which is a lot, bonds normally don't drop like that, but just for my example, if it went to $50, they don't change the $5 that they have to pay. They're still obligated to pay that 5 bucks. Okay, so now the the yield instead of being five percent, five dollars is five percent of a hundred bucks. If it dropped down to fifty bucks, that five dollars represents ten percent. You're getting ten percent if you buy it at fifty, but you're only getting five percent if you buy it at hundred. Does that make sense? If not, go back and listen to this over and over and over again until you get this concept because this is a really important one. Not just for the bond market, it it affects the stock market too, and we'll talk a little bit about how it does that as soon as I get back from these commercial messages. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned. I've been running in circles, jumping the hurdles. Getting caught in that rush of doing so much I'm feeling kind of worn out All this checking the boxes Trying to be flawless Has me spinning my head Catching my breath Too afraid to slow down And we're back Hey, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every morning from Saturday uh, Every morning, <laughs> every Saturday morning From 11 to 12 Feel free to reach out to me on my website. That's BullingtonCapital.com. If you'd like to see anything or have any questions, you hear something here. We actually, I, I was uh, I'm a little disappointed because I forgot to download my own newsletter that I edit and send out to people that, that would like to see it. I really liked the last one, uh, the one that just went out on Friday or is going out on Friday. It's a uh, it's got a lot of articles in there that I really like, and every couple of weeks I uh, select the articles that I, I want to send out, and uh, I edit some of the text that's provided for me, and uh, we send that out to people. And there's some pretty interesting stuff in there, and I, and I try not to waste your time. I try to go through, and if I don't think there's value to the article, I'm just not going to include it on there. So it, it's a free service. Uh, if you would like to get that, just again go to my website check it out. Um, another free service that we do for uh, a lot of people, there's a uh, software that I have access to through BlackRock. BlackRock is one of the largest asset managers. They're actually, they are the largest. They're bigger than Vanguard and Fidelity. And so I would think, I would hope that they would actually know a thing or two about investing. I'm just kidding. 
The, uh, those guys are incredibly bright there. And uh, they can affect world markets easily, no sweat. So they have, they've got a tool that they'll allow me to use, and it'll check to see if you're on track for retirement. I know you see a lot of tools out there that are similar to this one, but I want to really like this one because it, it's a little simpler than others are. And uh, I'm a big fan of trying to keep things as simple as humanly possible. Now, some things are just necessarily complex. Your investing and retirement plan doesn't have to be one of them. It can be as complex as you want it to be, or it can be as simple as you want it to be, at least to a certain extent. All you really need to know is how much in savings you have for retirement and what sources of income you have. If you know that, I can punch that information into the software and it'll spit out a proposal or a report that shows you what the sustainable income levels would be based on how risky the portfolio is. And you get to, you get to decide what kind of risk you'd like to take. So if you want to be an aggressive risk taker, it'll show you what an aggressive risk taker might be able to get. If you wanted to be a conservative risk taker, it'll show you the incomes that would be sustainable. What they mean by sustainable is, let's say you decide you're going to retire at, I don't know, 70. And you wanted to, uh, you have $500,000 in total savings and you're going to get $3,000 or $3,200 a month, whatever, $3,000 a month from Social Security. Uh, and you don't have a pension and you don't think you're going to work, but so you take the 500,000, you pop it in there you put the income in there and it will generate a proposal that shows you the type of portfolio that you requested, a moderately aggressive, moderate, conservative, whatever you'd like, and how sustainable that income might be, what the chances might be of you actually being able to, to spend that kind of money. And actually uh, I think I misspoke there. It works a little differently. It, just, it tells you, a, it gives you a range of incomes that should be expected to last for at least 30 years. The average retirement, by the way, is 20 years. So if, if it's going to last for 30 years, that, that's great. But And that's one of the services that we provide. If, if you're listening to me, I, we just started this, by the way, at, at my company. So if you're listening uh, and you're, you're upset, this is what happens. People get, well, I thought you were going to call me if that, and uh, well, see, the thing is, <laughs> I'm telling you through the radio program, and this is new. I haven't done this a lot. I haven't done this for very many people. Uh, it's uh, something that we're offering now, and you don't even have to be a client, actually. It doesn't really take that much time. It, it's going to take a little bit of work on your end. Uh, and I can tell you that for the vast majority of people, let's give you a shortcut. For the vast majority of people, the sustainable income is going to be somewhere between four and six percent, depending on how old you are. Okay, so when you're older, your life expectancy is shorter, okay? so you could probably spend a little bit more. Uh, if you're younger, the amount that you're taking out should be a little bit less because you can have to make that money last for a longer time period. Does that make sense? So it's pretty easy, and uh, the reports are pretty clean. And again, I just if you'd be curious to see what that is, then just hit me up, and uh, I'll give you a call. We can do a, a you can do it over the phone. It, it takes like ten or fifteen minutes. So, and I can get you that report. <clears throat> anyway, we're talking a little bit about uh, interest rates and, and bonds, and how when when bond prices go down, um, the interest rate on the bond goes up when the 
hundred dollar bond paying five bucks drops to fifty, they don't cut the five dollars. They're still paying five bucks, so the yield goes from five percent to ten percent. Um, that's one of the things that uh, in finance, if you want to be good at finance, you need to get down the percentages, and it's not extremely complicated math. It, it really isn't. But um, like I said, you can make it as complicated as you want. But when a $100 investment that's paying $5 a share drops to $50 and they don't drop the 5 bucks per share that they're still paying, they're still obligated for that, Okay, the yield goes from 5%, 5 is 5% of 100, to 10%. So that works the same way uh, with regular bonds. You know, big bonds, the bonds you buy from governments or, or Google or Apple or you buy a bond fund. When interest rates start to go up, it's the bond uh, the bond prices will go down. That typically, the bond prices dropping are causing the interest rates to go up. And that's what's been happening in the bond market right now. They're net sellers of bonds. Big institutions are moving money out of bonds. And I think a lot of individual investors have been doing it. And I think there's only a couple things you can do. I've got three things you can do to try to protect yourself from those con- continuing to fall. So I'm going to look at, actually, this is the most one of the most popular bond funds in the world. And it's called the Vanguard Total Bond Market ETF. And this thing closed at a price of 86.72 back uh, last July 20th. And now it's at 81.66. So it's down about 6%. A 6% doesn't seem like that much until you realize that 40% of Americans have their money invested in bonds. <laughs> and now it's down 6%. It, it does have a yield. The dividend on it changes. Of course, the yield changes when the bond price, when the fund changes. So I forgot to look up what the uh, current yield is on it. I think it's around two, two and a half, somewhere in that neighborhood. But bottom line is you're expecting these things to do well and they're negative. Well, how can bonds go down? Well, the, the price goes down. When you're buying a fund, which is probably one of the better ways to buy, you know, to diversify, then you've got a, a, a problem because you can't really, you'd have to anticipate what the market was going to do in advance. And you'd have to do it with a really high degree of accuracy to be able to uh, avoid stuff like that. The vast majority of people buy this stuff. And by the way, that is one of the best bond, uh, best performing bond funds in the country. Uh, actually, in the world over the past 5, 10, 15, and 20 years. Down six, that's one of the reasons I used it. There's an, a competing product. It's, it's very, very similar. It's from, uh, um, what you call it, uh, BlackRock. And they call it the AGG, the Aggregate Bond Index Fund. They're, they're run very similarly, but it's down 5.6. So they're, they're almost the same. And these bond funds, incidentally, are huge. And they're extremely well diversified. Uh, and they're incredibly difficult to beat. There are fewer bond fund managers that outperform these indexes than there are stock money managers that outperform their underlying index or their comparable index. Like if you were competing against the S&P 500, if you're a large cap uh, stock company, it, you know, the S&P t- typically beats about 8 out of 10 of them. And uh, 
in the bond market, it's it's actually harder to do. It's harder to beat the bond market with a fund than it is to beat the stock market. So my point to that is it's really hard. And, and those are really good things kind of look at just to reference to see, okay, where are we right now? And right now, those things have been dropping as interest rates go up. And the interest rates are, have been rising because big firms have been reallocating their holdings and they've been selling bonds. When you sell something, it has a tendency to go down, especially if you're selling a lot. Okay. And that's kind of where we are right now. There, now there are about, there are three different things that you can do about this as far as I'm concerned. Okay. So the first thing is you could actually hold shorter term. The, the average maturity on these bonds is right around seven to 10 years, somewhere like that. You could hold shorter maturities. The current income that they're paying is going to be less because the maturities, the the longer you're willing to hold something, the more you, you get paid typically to do that. Okay, So you could hold on to shorter-term bond funds. Still would be negative. Actually, one of the best ones I know. Uh, let's see. Yeah, one of the best ones I know. Instead of being down 5%, it's down or a little over 5%. It's down a little less than 5%. So very close. And this is one of the better ones. <laughs> One of the better uh, bond funds out there. There's another one uh, that doesn't pay a whole lot. I also hold, uh, and it's a uh, huge fund, and it's only down one and a half. Okay, people, go, oh, well, it's 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 not down nearly as much. Well, it doesn't pay as much either. And that's kind of the the trade off there. It's got a lower yield. I think the yield on this one's less than one percent right now. So, but. I, I know you're probably listening to this and going, wow, these don't look, sound like really good options. And, and they're, it's not, you know, it's, it's basically what we have. You know, you have short-term bond funds. They don't pay a whole lot, and, but they don't fluctuate nearly as much as the stock market does, not even close. They fluctuate, just not as much. So that's the first thing you could do. You could hold shorter-term maturities uh, or short bonds that are, bond funds that are holding shorter-term maturity bonds. Uh, or bonds with shorter maturities. The second thing you could do, you could hold cash instead of holding a bond fund. And by cash, I mean like a money market fund, something that might invest in short-term treasuries. Don't expect much of a yield there. This is basically just a hiding place because short-term treasuries, treasuries that are going to mature in less than six months, typically don't fluctuate much at all, if any. And the ones that they put into uh, money market funds don't fluctuate much at all and have a the highest uh, safety ratings from, that you can get so because when you're buying directly from the u.s government unless that government goes away they're going to have to pay it off so i gotta take a real quick commercial break this is bill bullington right here on 1420 stay tuned because i'll be right back in the dark and all alone growing comfortable are you too scared to move and walk out of this tomb? Buried underneath the lies that you believed. Safe and sound, stuck in the ground, too lost to be found. You're just asleep, and it's time to leave. Come on and ride. Calling us out from the grave like that. 
we're back. Hey, this is Bill Bullington. I'm right here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Go to my website, BullingtonCapital.com. If you hear something you'd like more information on, I'd be glad to send it to you. Uh, if you'd like to take advantage of, of a phone meeting or in person, you can come into the office if you'd like to. There's no charge for the initial meeting just to kind of get to know you. You want to hear some of the, see some of the things I'm talking about here every week. Uh, I'd be glad to do that for you. If you'd like to run that little illustration, uh, doing a retirement plan projection, I can do that for you. Here's what you need to know with that, by the way. You need to know how much money you have saved. Okay. I can't tell you how many times people call me and they don't know what, <laughs> they, they don't know what their, where their investments are. I was like, what? The, uh, by the way, that is a service that we provide as part of our services. Uh, if, if we, we track everything that we're invested in, uh, we're, you know, we're obligated to do that, but we can put it on a uh, spreadsheet for you. Most people have more than one account. And I like our format by showing like, here's the picture, you know, here's the, the financial picture. So all you need to get that done is you need to have an idea of what your social security is. If you don't know, go to socialsecurity.gov. They'll send it to you pretty quick. You can sign up for an, an account online and you could actually download the information. Um, but, uh, yeah, so if you know what your Social Security or pensions are going to be and you know how much in savings you have, we can do a, a retirement plan income projection for you. What kind of income might you be able to sustain throughout retirement? And, and it's free. Okay, so having said that, uh, let's see, we covered the economy. Stocks are good. I mean, stocks are really good. I don't know if you how long you've been listening to this show, but if you've been listening for the past few years, there are areas that we've talked about, namely the healthcare and semiconductor uh, sectors, that have done exceptionally well. The healthcare, the semiconductors, has done the best over the past few years. That's no guarantee that that'll ever keep up like that. The uh, I can tell you why I picked it, and it was because it was the fastest growing industry in the world several years ago when we first started talking about it. And guess what? It's still one of the faster growing areas, and the valuations are not uh, as overly priced as they were back in the late nineties and the growth rates higher than it was back then, if you can believe that. So anyway, if you'd like more information on that, or if you'd like to see just that model, when you email me right in your question, I want to see the healthcare semiconductor model and I will, you know, I can get that out to you. You just have to contact me and request it. I, I'm not allowed to blast that out to everybody in the, in the public. Uh, we just have to have some form of communication before I send that. So, but I'd be glad to do it. Uh, I can show you the uh, other models that we use at Bullington Capital for the, especially for the equity side, because what we were just talking about with the, with bonds, you've got two choices here or three choices. You can go with super short maturity bond funds. That means they're going to hold bonds that are maybe a, uh, a year to two years at the most in maturity. Those don't fluctuate nearly as much as 20 or 30 year bonds or high yield bonds, which also are known as junk bonds. The, um, they don't fluctuate nearly as much, but they do fluctuate and the income on it is really low. So that doesn't sound all that appealing to a lot of people. I hold them, but, uh, and I know they're just there and it, just because I don't want them down 50% when the entire market drops like that. And I'll probably take money from that. Uh, portion of my money and add it to stocks if we do get another big drop anytime soon. So that's it's there for, kind of as a reserve to increase my holdings in, in stocks when they're down and if, I, if they go way up, I'm going to take some money out of it. How do I know when I need to take money out of it? Well, when, the, when your category, let's say you've got stocks, bonds, cash, and you decided that 
in stocks, you, you should have around, let's say, 70%. You're moderately aggressive. You want to have 70% of your money in a diversified stock portfolio. And the market has a great year. It's up 20%. Okay. 20% of 70% is 14%. So that's probably going to be around 84% of your total. So you're going to have to take some of those profits and move them over to the safer side if you just want, if you want to be safer, if you want to stick with that. Now, that's really hard for a lot of people to do. They don't like doing that. But if you don't, then those profits that you've made are subject to higher risk and higher volatility levels, and it'll make your whole portfolio more volatile. So we want to try to just come back to that base. It doesn't have to be every year. Actually, I would probably wait until it's it's out of alignment by more than 10%. If, if it's 10% more than it should be, we just take that little 10%, move it over to the safer side, and there you go. So I, I know I'm kind of uh, talking kind of fast, and that, that's one of the reasons I offer the free consultations. You know, you can do it over the phone or you can come in because there's a lot of information here. And um, by the way, it's a lot easier when you can see the graphs. And I, I wish I could pop up on your televisions uh, or your uh, the screens on your in your cars, but, and actually maybe that would probably be a pretty bad idea. I think the accident rate would, go, <laughs> would probably go up quite a bit. Trying to look at charts, financial charts in your car while you're driving and not, not too good of an idea. So yeah, hopefully that doesn't, uh, it isn't a technology that will be rolled out anytime soon. Yeah. Unless they perfect the driverless cars and I, I wouldn't hold my breath on that. But um, at some point in time, you know, eventually uh, that will be uh, commonplace. I can hardly wait to to see. Well, I'll be I'll be gone by then. But I was just I had my grandmother, my grandmother, my granddaughter out last night, and uh, we were uh, went out to get dinner, pick her up from daycare because mom was getting home late from work. So uh, I just can't imagine what that kid's gonna see. And she's four years old, and she's been able to read since she was three. Well, by the way, her mom's a preschool teacher, um, teaches K through third grade, and. Uh, so she's got an advantage there, <laughs> but she's super smart. And uh, man, she'll call me on the phone sometimes. She FaceTimes, and it is hilarious. Is is young ones? Uh, we're in pretty good hands, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. They learn fast, and they've got better tools than we ever had. So I, I'm really optimistic about the future of the country when I look at these, what these young kids can do. Children, yeah, it blows my mind. Anyway. How does that impact us? Not a lot. Um, oh, I, you know, before I forget, I'm going to do, let's see, last, I'm only going to probably about 10 minutes left here. So um, I wanted to talk about the fixed index annuities. That's a third option in the fixed income department. Uh, you, you're going to get a much higher guarantee on income. That comes at a cost, okay, but it, it's one of those things where you have to kind of weigh it out. It's, it might, they're not for everybody. But for a vast majority of people, especially in today's interest rate environment, when bond prices have been dropping, uh, the yield's still super low. 1.9% is nothing to get too super excited about, especially if you have to pay taxes on it. And that's for a 10-year treasury. Okay, you got to hold that for 10 years to be guaranteed to get all of your principal back. All right, so if you look at it from that standpoint, the incomes that you can get are pretty substantial. They're uh, guaranteed by the insurance company, only as good as the the um, credit quality of the insurance company. So I would suggest you stick with it minimally A-rated or A-plus rated companies. And you can get a pretty good income. I mean, it's it's, it's very nice. 
for every year that you're not taking the income, the income will go up. The income that you could get will go up by 7%. That's really good. You know how many people don't make 7%, don't average 7% a year in their stock accounts? A lot. I mean, it's a lot. So I really like that uh, idea. It gives you the ability to have an income that you know that you can uh, kind of count on uh, and you're looking at the, um, you, can, you don't have to take it right away. You can defer it for up to 10 years and they have a guaranteed increase in it over the first 10 years. And the, the initial payouts are pretty high. It depends on how old you are. See, the, the way the annuities work is they, they're kind of like private pensions. They look at your age and they look at the amount of money that you're putting in there, and then they do a, a an analysis. It's like a reverse mortgage. Well, how much do we need, uh, after all expenses, to put in to be able to pay this dollar amount out? And you can actually do that. You can go to the, there's a, a link to a website that I can provide for you. You can put your age in there and a, and a dollar amount, and it'll show you the kind of income that'll guarantee. And I'm telling you, it, it's significantly higher than... Uh, what you're going to get on CDs. They shouldn't be compared to CDs. I I feel uh, a little spooked every time I make that that comment. But if you're looking to generate income from your portfolio, using these in at least in some portion, it could generate enough income to be able to be more conservative or to you can actually be more aggressive with the rest of your money and have it growing uh, a little bit faster because of a larger portion of your income is guaranteed. So I, I think that's a really good thing to be looking at. So those are the three things, three options I think you have in fixed income as far as I can see. The first one, again, is you can hold bond funds that have short maturities. You know, they still fluctuate. They just don't fluctuate as much as stocks do. And right now the, incomes on them, the income on them is not too high. The second option would be you could hold a money market that's going to pay next to nothing. But it's going to be solid. I mean, it's not going to drop. It, those things fluctuate minutely, if ever at all. So uh, the vast majority of them don't fluctuate much. I think in 2008, 2009, there were a couple of, of money market funds that, that went down a little bit, couldn't uh, maintain themselves as the first time in the history of the country since they invented those products that that ever happened. So it's just not a common thing. It, they're closer to a savings account than... Uh, a um, than a stock investment or a bond fund investment. So a mutual fund that invests in super short-term treasuries, typically 60 to 90 days, they call them money markets. A, a money market is a mutual fund, by the way. There are an awful lot of people that uh, don't realize that. So a money market, a lot of people think they're just savings accounts. and They're similar, but they, uh, they're not the same. So that's that's one of the other options, and I call it holding cash. It's a cash equivalent. Okay, it still pays some interest, just not very much, especially right now. But that is a good option for an awful lot of people. Now, if you're in your, I don't know, if you're in your forties or your early fifties, and you're not super enthusiastic about holding bond funds that may actually lose money over the next five or ten years, then this would be a good option. You just keep thirty percent or so of the money in. Those short-term savings, you could be a little bit more aggressive, invest up to about 70% into diversified stock portfolios. Try to keep the try to add the healthcare and semiconductor to, to give yourself a, a chance of, of outperforming a little bit. And uh, so that that's another option. Just hold money in short-term money markets. 
and it's there for emergency. It's there for buoyancy. It's there to, to prop the portfolio up when everything else is dropping. Okay, so as far as the return goes, there's not a lot of return there. Um, but as far as the buoyancy goes, that, that's, that's a big deal. It's, it's going to give you your ship some ballast. Anyway, the, the last thing you could do is, uh, or the third option that I was talking about, was the fixed index. You, know, you get a, uh, a distribution rate. I think when I was looking at one yesterday, the, the guy was 64, the distribution rate. That means how much he's going to get on a monthly basis, depending on how much he invested. And it was about 5.6%. So they would guarantee that for the rest of his life. Uh, and if you, one of the things I like about, and this is something you got to be careful of when you're looking at income annuities, um, you want to make sure that there's a death benefit that's going to be payable to somebody. If you, uh, if you have beneficiaries or if you have heirs, you want to make sure that the, the balance of whatever's left in that account will go to your heirs instead of going back to the insurance company. Some of the, uh, annuity products, you get a, a nice income, but if you die or when you die and the company keeps whatever's left in the account, I, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, I mean, unless you're single, you've never been married, don't have kids, well, you can get more income because, you know, the money that's left over when you, when you do pass away is going to go to the insurance company. Um, I'm not a huge fan of that. So I'd like to leave whatever's left to, to my children. And I think this is a really good um, option for at least some portion of the fixed income, particularly when rates are starting to rise a little bit, it'll be, take a long time for these rates to get up significantly. Uh, knock on wood that that prediction is correct because yeah, well, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, now that I think about it, the, the shorter term stuff's not going to get hurt. And I think some combination of all three of these things, by the way, you could have some money in money market. You could have some money in those short term bond funds. You could have some money in the fixed index. I think it makes perfect sense. And I, I think you'll actually increase your returns and you'll increase your safety a little bit. That's really hard to do in financial markets, by the way. Increase your returns and increase your safety. That, that's hard. That's really hard to pull off. And uh, many try. And we all try, actually, all, all the people in my industry. You know, especially when you're when you operate as a fiduciary and you're fee based. See, when the assets go down, I get a cut. I mean, I'm getting a cut. You hurt. I hurt. That's that's how that works. So we're going to try to do the very best we can to make sure we grow the assets as much as we can, keeping within the, the guidelines that, that we've talked about. We actually have to sit down and have a conversation about how much risk you want to take. And uh, I think it's fairly simple, but uh, I've been doing it for 30 plus years now. But once we have that conversation, how much risk do you want to take? And uh, we'll design a couple portfolios, see how much income you need to take out of it. And, uh, you know, just once we get it in place, we monitor it, uh, make changes if necessary. Normally that's not that often, by the way, maybe once every two or three years. Um, if you've done a good job planning, if, if you, if your goal is to watch the market every day and jump in and jump out, well, you know, that, we're not going to get along, um, uh, because that's not going to work. You know, that, that nobody does that. I mean, that, that was hard to do when it was easy. And uh, that has, that's a long time ago. If you've got a few billion dollars and can put together some um, electronic trading uh, devices and hire all the programmers and pay all the fees and, and licensing that you have to get for that stuff, you can be a high-frequency trader just like these uh, big institutions are. And uh, 
they they trade for fractions of a penny per share, by the way. So anyway, I hear the music, and sorry to ramble so much this week, but if you have a phone call question, you'd like to take advantage of one of those in-person meetings uh, or on the phone, feel free to hit me up on my website, BullingtonCapital.com. This is Bill Bullington. I uh, hope you guys all have a good week, good luck, and good investing. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.